The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is The Mickey Allison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. Hello and good morning. Welcome to The Mickey Ellison Show. If you're listening on demand, I guess it could be good afternoon, good uh, evening, whatever it might be. But we're glad you joined us whenever, whatever time you're listening to us. Um, earlier this or late last week, Monday, I guess no, it was early this week. I had to, I post what is the uh, show description of, of each and every show, and I what I did post today. I want to go through a few housekeeping uh, uh, things to, to start the show because we're actually going to go a different direction. And I think my guest Tiffany Sweely, who is back with actually co-host Tiffany Sweely, <laughs> is back with me on on the show and. Um, with a topic that I think really, really, really needs uh, attention, um, and, and it's something that we as Christians really should be paying a clo- close attention to, and it, it actually can bring you to your knees. But one of the things we've talked about quite a bit is, is this new venture that Tifty and I and some other folks, Alicia Smith and Michael Gowan, have, have begun called Complete Fitness. And we have our, first, our second event, which is going to be in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Saturday at the Best Western in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, from a one from one to three p.m. If you're in the area and you want to be there, I would love to have the opportunity to meet you and share with you more of what we're doing. As I'm driving out, I'm actually picking up a book that I've just I've finished reading. Um, I'm driving from Kansas to Pennsylvania because of the shoestring budget that is called Complete Fitness right now, and. <laughs> And, and doing that, it's actually kind of crazy, Tiffany. You might find this this weird. Uh, Tiffany has been instrumental in helping me get this book done. She put she got me in touch with uh, Tracy Johnson, who is has been the is the editor of the book. She's fantastic. She's going over and above anything I expected her to do in putting this thing together. And on top of it, Tiffany introduced me to the company who um, uh, who who printed her book, and it's called Forty Eight Hour Books, and Tiffany, this is absolutely crazy. Where am yeah. I going to be? Where am I going to be on Saturday? This coming Saturday, you're going to be in yeah, Pennsylvania. Okay, the book is going to be available Friday to be sold. What town mm-hmm. am I? What state am I driving through to get to Pennsylvania? Uh, one of them would be Ohio. So I'm going through Ohio the day that the book is actually <laughs> is scheduled to – it will be ready. Lord willing, 
I'm physically going to pick them up. So those of you that are going to be in Pennsylvania will have the first opportunity to do it. And it basically is called the Road to Complete Fitness. And it's my journey to get us to where we are today. We're going to add more to it because Tiffany has a different journey to get it that, that, that has brought her here. Michael has a different journey. Alicia has a different journey. But we are going to do some things that are going to change the world. But that isn't the subject of today's show. Um, I, I do hope you will show up uh, and, and, and ask us more about it. But this past weekend, I, I, we were preparing for this, this event, and we've got another one coming up uh, in the middle to late part of – maybe the late part of January in South Carolina. And, uh, and another one that's in the works right now in, in Wichita for, for late February. And in doing that, I started having a conversation with, with someone that, that really – I'm not going to bring up any names or anything like that because it doesn't matter. And the, the, the work – it just drove me nuts because what we're trying to do is we're trying to put other people ahead of ourselves. And there's plenty of people we're going to be able to help, but we got to get past ourselves. we got to get past any petty um, anger that we're holding towards somebody. And, and, and today I had another conversation with someone extremely close to me, not my wife, not my mom or anybody like that. But they're struggling with this topic, and the topic is forgiveness. And, and forgiveness, you know, Tiffany, as I was driving over to do the other shows, uh, driving back from the shows to, to my office to do this show, I, I got a quick post from Casting Crowns. And if you read the book, you'll find out the Casting Crowns song, Slow Fade, is instrumental in saving my marriage back in 2009. Um, and, and it played a huge role, Slow Fade. That's the name of the song. If you don't read, read the book or listen, want to buy the book, go listen to the song. But Casting Crowns I follow on, on my personal Facebook page. And this morning, Tiff, they posted, hurting people do hurting things. Speak mm-hmm. to the hurt yes. and, love pe- and love people where they are. Mm-hmm. Because, Benny, I, I don't know about you, but I've done this before. How many times have I been, I've been anxious, I've been scared, I've been whatever it is, and I take it out on other people? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, while that's not right… It, it, it is one of those things that, that we all give into, and, and what happens is we, we start focusing on ourselves. But let's get to this topic of forgiveness, because as I was driving back to the office and, and, and I pulled over at a quick trip, I, I sent Tiffany a quick test, text and said, I think the subject of our, our uh, conversation today needs to be forgiveness. Mm-hmm. To that, Tiffany sends me a text of a book that she's reading right now on the exact topic of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to stop talking for a minute, which is hard for me to do. But Tiffany, I want I want you to expand on, on forgiveness, and, and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, this is um, definitely a topic that I have been dealing with for many many years because um, I don't know about you, but growing up, it just wasn't um, it wasn't really a sermon that I heard very often. I heard lots of fantastic sermons growing up in church, but um, this just wasn't one of them. And so mm-hmm. once I um, became an adult, and even after I had children and and uh, they started school and that sort of thing, I think it was about that time that I was introduced to a book called um, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. And I okay. was telling you earlier that if, if, if you're a Christian, you don't even have to be a Christian to read this book, but if you are a Christian, next to the Bible, I think it's one of the most important books you will ever read. It's called The Bait of Satan. And the crux of the book is about forgiveness, but it's about 
the offense that comes before. And the bait is actually um, the offense that comes and that we take on. Um, sometimes I think that things that happen to us are just unfair. They're just wrong. They're unfair. Um, and those are probably the hardest ones to forgive. Um, when you feel like you've been uh, abused, neglected, or rejected, um, those, those are really, really hard to get past. But there are other things that come into our lives, like offenses, that we take on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they were never meant to be offensive. But I think a lot of times we um, are going through life with such, such a guard up to protect ourselves because we have been hurt that we're almost looking for that offense. We're almost looking for somebody to say something to hurt our feelings. Right. And, and as soon as they do, then it's like bingo, and then we hold something against somebody. And um, I've experienced this. I've experienced it in a horrible way um, in church, unfortunately. And there was a lot of forgiveness that I had to do to move past it because a lot of people that I talk to that aren't in church, they are not in church because of some offense that happened. Uh, somebody hurt their feelings, somebody uh, looked at them wrong, said something wrong, and they're like, well, if that's the way they are, I'm never going back. And so I started this journey of trying to understand how important forgiveness is and, and how to do it, you know, because it's not easy. Right. It's, it's just not an easy thing to let go of an offense, whether it was malicious or whether it was just the way you took something, you know. Um, either way, it's really, really difficult, and you have to do some serious um, soul-searching because a lot of people um, are, are just missing out on wonderful things from God, from life, because they cannot let things go. And one of the reasons why I know it's hard to let things go is because you think you're going to let that person off the hook. You know, mm-hmm. well, they're just going to get away scot-free for what they did to me. Well, you know what? They really already have because the person that offended you doesn't even know, probably. They're walking on with their life. They don't even remember, probably, what happened, and they're, they're fine. But you're the one that's suffering. You're the one that's, you know, in prison over this thing because you won't, you won't let it go. And whether somebody says I'm sorry or not is not the issue. The issue is whether they say they're sorry or not that you still have to let it go. Because, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh-huh. They didn't say, Jesus, we're sorry. Okay, well, I'll forgive you. He forgave them even though they never said they were sorry for what they did. And they didn't even realize the gravity of what they were doing. So uh-huh. he forgave them anyway. Yeah, I, was actually, I actually just wrote a piece on that, and I don't do a lot of writing. I wrote a book, but um, I, I don't do a, a lot of writing on the website because, frankly, um, I think it, sometimes that you can do too much where people don't even want to read it. They may not even want to. I may have two people read what I had written, but uh-huh. it was it, it made me really start to think about that that word forgiveness because while we think in our hearts we're so angry, we're we're, we're we're putting them in a prison, and we're punishing them for doing it. Mm-hmm. Really, the only yeah. person, just like you said a minute ago, that's being punished is you mm-hmm. because you've got right. these feelings of hatred going on with you. I actually wrote in the book, and you've read this, mm-hmm. um, something that I, I, I took out um, just out of respect for someone that I love dearly. But in writing that, it made me realize that, one, it was therapy. 
It was therapy mm-hmm. to actually have written it out and said, this, this is what had happened. But, you know, I also know that person that, that did this offense to me. And I've forgiven him long and long and long ago. Mm-hmm. But had I really, not really until I had written it out. Because I, I know who that person is. I know, I know that they're not the person that they were at 16 years old. I, I, I know that to the bottom of my heart. And for the first time in my life, even though I didn't publish that in the book, I truly forgave that person. And it's almost as if – I had a weight on me, Tiff, that I didn't even really realize was there because I had repressed this for so long mm-hmm. that uh, um, it – but it was still there. You know, we're mm-hmm. getting ready, uh, fairly close to come to a break. But uh, um, let's let's continue to talk about it because Romans twelve twenty says, "If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head." Now that that should speak to us that in Scripture it is telling us we are not to you know it's not talking about self defense. Self defense mm-hmm. is a whole di- that's a that's a totally different situation. But if if your enemy, you know, this is what is supposed to make us different as Christians. As uh, we're not only supposed to love our friends, which is easy to do. Anybody can mm-hmm. love their friends and people that right. love them back. But to show love to someone who doesn't, Jesus is the ultimate of that. He literally forgave the people and asked God to forgive the people who were nailing stakes into His hand. They had whipped him. They had put a crown of thorns on his head, and right. they were mocking him, mocking. And we have the audacity. Mm-hmm. We have the audacity not to forgive someone else because maybe they stole a dollar from us, or maybe, maybe they said something offensive and they even did it on purpose. But right. when when you think of what Christ did on the cross, mm-hmm. see, this is one of the things. I, also, I hope we get into this as we go because I was listening to a song prior to the show called "If We Are the Body." And, and I think this is something that we as Christians really have to seriously think about because we are supposed to be the body of Christ. We're supposed to be spreading the gospel. And from mm-hmm. what I've seen many times in, in churches and for people who call themselves Christians, what they're doing to people who have sinned, mm-hmm. what they're doing to those people would cause me, if I were one of those people, to go, I don't want any part of what you guys are. You actually go out there and talk about love, but all I hear is hate spewing from your mouth. Mm-hmm. Hate spewing from your mouth, and, and and you know what? If we really dig down deep inside, for those that are Christians, many of us have just become the Pharisees of the two thousands. That's what we oh, become. Absolutely, absolutely. And right. if, hey, we're actually at a break. <laughs> Let's do this real quick so we can get right back and talk some more um, and, and head and more into forgiveness. I'd like for you to actually uh, expand a little bit on some of the stuff that you've been reading, and I'll see how that flows with, with what I had just written. Uh, Tiffany Swill is with us today. Complete Fitness will be in uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania on Saturday, and we'll be back from this break in just a minute. See you then. future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. With me today is Tiffany Swirly, co-host now of the Mickey Ellison Show. Although you won't be with us next week when Tommy John comes on, we actually take a little break from complete fitness and talk baseball and sports. But um, this coming weekend, I'm going to be in, in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. The uh, the book will be ready, and for those that show up, if, for what it's worth, I'll sign a copy of the book if you if you would like me to do that. We've got a couple other things that we're going to mix into a nice package with that. David Simpson has been on the show, and I have a few books that, uh, as a part of that package, I'm, I'm going to give you one of one of David's books as well. And um, but we're we're talking today about forgiveness mm-hmm. and how. You know, holding anger inside of us, who, who it actually hurts. And when we were at the break, Tiffany, um, you were bringing up some really great points. So I just want to stop and let you let you expand on, on, on what it is you were saying when we were at the break. Um, well, one of the things that um, I had to discover through what I went through uh, was that, you know, the Bible talks about um, offenses are going to come. And you're not going to live your life and not get offended. Because it's just going to happen because we're human. And people will say things, like I said, to you, and, and it hits you wrong. Uh, they may not have meant it that way, but it just sounded really bad, you know, when they said it. And so I said the enemy wants us to harbor that. The enemy wants us to go home and think about it and let it fester, and it festers until it becomes bitterness and and something that you just can't seem to let go of. Um and instead, what the Bible says is, the Bible says, if anyone offends you, go to your brother and say, hey, you know, this is what you did, or this is what you said. I may have taken it wrong, but I just want to talk about it. Uh-huh. And the Bible says that if your brother will not receive you, 
like if your brother will not talk about it or whatever. Then take an elder from the church, and the two of you go and sit down and talk about it, like a mediator. Right, so okay. What the what God wants you to do is God wants you to resolve that thing. He doesn't want it to fester in your heart. He doesn't want it to fester in between you. And the good thing about me and my close friends is that we have the ability to do that. If one of my friends uh, has said something to me and it has hurt my feelings or I took it wrong, whatever, I'll go to them and I'll say, hey, you know what, that just kind of hit me wrong or whatever, and we'll talk about it because uh, another another good thing that that will do is that will show the other person maybe a flaw, you know, in their personality that they might sure. need to fix. Like, hey, you kind of do this a lot, you know, and uh-huh. it gives them the opportunity to be better. And it gives you the opportunity to let something go and resolve it. Because trust me, when you resolve something, it has a magical way of leaving your brain. But until you do, it will grow and fester and become a cancer, you know, in you spiritually. And so I think that God laid that plan out so that we could move on. But most of us won't do that. We will not go say something to the person. And, uh, you know, kind of like in, in some other cases, that person may not be around anymore. That person may have died. That person may be so far away we can't reach them anymore. In those cases, you know what? You just have to ask God to help you let that thing go. Because like I said before, the Bible doesn't say anything about you need to get an apology first. You may never get that apology. So yeah, it's not happens- up to the other person. It's completely up to you. So what happens, Tiffany, if, if I as a, I go to, to my brother or sister that that has offended me, and I they don't want they don't want to reconcile right there, um, and then mm-hmm. I take I take the mediator with me to to reconcile, and they still refuse. What do you do then? This says to just let that go. It says you once you have done all you can do, then you have to just let that go because you you have extended your hand. You have, you know, like they say, extended the olive branch of peace. And if that person isn't willing to go there, then that's just probably a person God doesn't want in your life anymore. So sometimes least, you just have to let those people go. Or maybe, just, not even, maybe not even not in your life at all at this point yeah. in time. Because sometimes yeah. it, it takes a little while. You talk about being the, the person that will come up and say those things. My wife is the best about it because I, I have a tendency when I get to rolling – to say things that uh, um, I'm very, very passionate about. And mm-hmm. she'll just come up to me and she'll go, um, you know, I know what you meant there, mm-hmm. but that ain't, that ain't how, it was, how, how it came out. Right. And, and, and you need to, you, you need to uh, rethink the words that you're using because words, words can cut people to the – they cut them to the bone. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I've learned that. Uh, unfortunately, through mistakes, even coaching youth youth kids in baseball and, and basketball. But uh, you know, words are extremely, extremely powerful, especially mm-hmm. if you use those words to someone who is in one of those those moments where uh, yeah they're, they're struggling, they're having a hard time. You know, you could actually be the person that that uh, maybe maybe uh, here's one here's one. I don't know how many times I've heard someone say, "Well, that." I really got that person. Maybe as a customer service rep or somebody from a from a different place, or at a restaurant or something like that, without ever taking into account that you know, 
maybe the person is not just rooting. Maybe they just lost a parent. Maybe their maybe their their marriage is, is is falling apart, and maybe all they needed was a kind word because in their mind, everybody's against them. Right. And you could be the one person that says something kind enough to them to where they 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 let go. They break down a little bit of that wall that is really just. It's put up for protection because they've been hurt so many times. You might even say something at the right time that you never know that you said that stopped one person from going out and actually and killing themselves. Mm-hmm. It could be that one moment. And if you would take it that serious every time that you interact with someone, don't be fake. Don't be fake mm-hmm. about it. But mm-hmm. but take a true interest in other people. If you have a hard time, and I I have to I look at myself in the mirror on this. Um, from many years in this industry, if you have a hard time really caring about the conversation or the person that you're talking to, you better look in the mirror because your heart is really hard. Mm-hmm. And, and and if you you have in a world where perception is reality, we have gotten ourselves to the point where we're really good actors and we really don't give a flying crap about the person we're talking to. It's just what we can get from them. If we'll completely reverse that. And actually mm-hmm. care about them. Many things may happen. It may not be a blessing in money or something like that, but it may be the blessing that that person needed at that very, very moment that prevented right. them from doing something horrible, horrible. Well, you know, I want to, we think about ministers and ministry, and and um, you know, we we put that in a very small box. We think of evangelists, pastors, and. Um, clergy, chaplains, we kind of put ministers in that little box. But every single person that is a Christian, an authentic, genuine Christian, is a minister. You minister every day to somebody. You just don't realize it. I told my oldest daughter the other day, because she's in middle school, and she talks about how depressed a lot of the kids are and just negative and glum and everything, and and I said, I, I said, I know how hard that is to be in that environment because you, you know, you might tend to fall in, in, into that pattern. I said, but what you have to understand is that they're saying you might be the only light they get in their day all day. Uh-huh. I said, they may go home to a very negative household that they're criticized. And I said, be the positive thing in their life. Be the one person that says you look beautiful today. Be the one person that says you are so smart. I said, that is the person you need to be because you, even at your age, because you are a Christian, you are a minister already. You're ministering to people all the time. That waitress that comes to your table with the bad attitude, you have the opportunity to minister just by your attitude, just by your words, just by what you say. And we don't see that because we are so consumed with how we feel, how our day is going, what's going wrong with our lives, we, you know, like I said the other day, our lack of community that we have, uh-huh. <clears throat> it's because we are just into ourselves. And so, as a Christian, the Bible says, you know, they will know you're my disciples because you love one another. And it says, you know, yeah, it's easy to love your friend, like you said a minute ago. It's easy to love somebody that loves you back. But the true test is to love somebody that doesn't love you back. And so, I just... I would love to see people, um, myself included, you know, take that, that chance every day of, of remembering you're the minister and there's always somebody out there, whether it's just a kind word, that needs to be ministered to that day. Mm-hmm. 
And, and it may just be that day. It may not. It, it, you may never see that person again, and they no. may they may actually become a, a vital part of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just there. The opportunities are out there each and every day for us to to impact people on a, on a very positive positive note. And mm-hmm. for those that, that that are out there listening to the show, if you're harboring if you're harboring hatred or not even hatred, I think the word you use bitterness is probably a better word because you may not mm-hmm. actually hate these people. But this bitterness is only going to continue to kill you until you're willing to go approach them and actually approach these people humbly. You know, mm-hmm. don't go in with it with the I'm an attacking mat attitude to where it's me and I'm going to get my point across because you're not going to solve anything. You're just going to make them mad at you when they may not have been mad at you in the first place. So be be careful with the words you use. If we'll always approach people humbly in, in every circumstance, and I think there's scripture about that. Mm-hmm. If we if we will do it humbly, you're you're the minute you are the true minister. I don't have I have a degree in human and organizational development at Vanderbilt. I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I put I put on my Facebook page that I majored in baseball. Okay, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's closer <laughs> yeah. to the truth, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah, it says what 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 he studied at Vanderbilt baseball. Uh, right. But but anyway, the it, it it reminds me a lot of what you're talking about. Tells me that there's a ton of self-help books out there. There's plenty of them that, that people are, are, are reading these days. And and one of the one of the flaws I, I think with, with self-help books is self-help books are really focused on just self. Here's one that yeah. I that I this one drives me crazy. All right, and, and it, it talks about negative people and how we should you know just distance yourself from negative people. And, and granted, negative people do make you feel bad. You need to come back to good to happy people every once in a while. But mm-hmm. the very negative push person that you're pushing away is just begging you to listen. Mm-hmm. They're begging for some. They may not even know they're begging for someone to listen. But what we're doing is we're basically separating people and saying, okay, you know what? All these people over here are happy, 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 like, uh, like the Robertsons, and we're going to hang out with these guys. And these folks over here on the other side, they're just negative. You don't know. What has happened? Maybe, maybe they're being in the process right now of being beaten by a spouse, uh-huh. and no one knows about it. Maybe, maybe they uh, they're, they just found out that one of their kids has been diagnosed with a with some type of cancer. You don't know what those circumstances are, and by you listening to this false gospel called um, uh, self help books, you might want to think about. The real self-help is helping someone else that really is just – their negativeness is them crying for help. They well, the most miserable people I've ever met in my life are self-absorbed people. Mm-hmm. They're just miserable. And, you know, I can name a few off the top of my head that I just – I know personally. And their lives revolve around themselves. Mm-hmm. And all they care about is everybody accommodate them, accommodate them. And they are literally some of the most – amazingly uh, just messed up people I've ever met. And one of the things that I was listening to um, the other day, I was listening to a wonderful woman's testimony about forgiveness and how she had to actually forgive her father for hey, can, many, can you hold many that? things. Hey, can you hold okay. that one for a minute? We've got to go to a break right now, okay. and I'll let you open the next uh, – I'll open the segment, and then, then let's go right into that story. Okay. Tiffany Swillia and I will be back in just a second. See you then.
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Women can live their lives to the fullest and realize their dreams for growth and greatness. Georgine Summers knows. As host of On the Edge, Georgine will give you powerful tools and rules to help you change direction in your life and get rid of the fears that stop you from living your dreams. Stretch your boundaries and become the amazing person you've always wanted to be. On the Edge with Georgine Summers airs live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. I am Mickey Ellison and Tiffany Swilly, co-host of the Mickey Ellison Show, is with us again today. And uh, she gets, she, I'm giving her vacation next week and, and Tommy John's going to come on. But uh, um, before we went to the break, Tiffany, you started to tell a story. So I'm going to let you set that back up so that uh, people that are just now tuning in um, can, can hear the setup. But, uh, so uh, you go. It's your turn. Well, I was, um, I was just saying I heard a, a testimony the other day that just, it just kind of blew me away because it was about a woman who had to forgive her father for just things you cannot even wrap your mind around. I mean, as she was talking, I almost wanted to turn the TV off because it was painful to listen to. Uh-huh. But I, I went ahead and listened because if God could help her forgive that, I can forgive the little offenses that have come my way through my life because I haven't experienced anything like that. And what, one thing I really want people to understand is that, you know, we have two sides of our coin. We have the flesh that most of us live in, and then we have the spirit. And, you know, the Bible says that when you are born again, you're born of the spirit. And so you're supposed to live your life according to the spirit. And whichever one you feed is the one that grows. And so when you talk about, you know, forgiving somebody that hurts you, you know, in a, in a major way, um, it's not something you can do in your flesh. Uh-huh. You cannot do it with the power of, you know, your willpower or your mind power. It has to be something that you literally pray about and say, God, you know what? I'm not able to forgive this person. This, this is beyond me. I am so hurt. I'm so offended. Whatever. I need you. I need you to do this through me. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's something that takes a process. I mean, she was talking about the years and years and years it took for her to forgive. And it wasn't 
like I said, it wasn't something that she just did. It was something that she prayed through and prayed through and prayed through. And it's hard. You know, a lot of reasons why people don't want to sit and talk to a counselor or whatever is because the work that you have to do is really, really hard. Um, forgiveness isn't easy. I think the easier thing is, is to carry the, you know, the uh, offense, even though it right. destroys you in the end. But, you know, God has given us the power through Jesus to forgive and to let things go so that we can move on and move forward and not drag all this baggage, you know, behind us. It's very, very hard to help somebody else when your mind is consumed with yourself and consumed with your own offenses and things. So in order to move into what he needs you to do, the greater purpose, the higher purpose, the higher calling that's on your life, you got to let go of every weight. The Bible says to run the race, let go of every weight that so easily drags you down. Mm-hmm. And that's what forgiveness is. It's letting go of all of that weight and garbage and baggage that is slowing you down from running his race. Yeah, and, and life, life is, is a marathon. When you think about it, would you ever start a marathon with 10-pound weights hanging from your, from, from your belt? Right. Uh, yeah, and, and and it just makes sense that uh, you know this is a long journey, and mm-hmm. every one of these weights that you put on yourself are are going to make that journey even harder. Doesn't mean that there's not new weights that are going to get shown that are not going to show up and they're going to be on you for a short period of time. If, if but they will stay on you for the rest of your life. You as you were talking, I, I, I was thinking about uh, my experience in, in writing this book, and you, you talked about how. A lot of times people won't go to a counselor because to talk about this stuff means you've got to relive it. Yes. And in and, and writing some of this stuff, yeah, actually I suggest even if you're not writing a book, go through the process and write it down. Mm-hmm. Write it down sure. and, 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 and continue to write it down until, until you feel that release. When I was in the middle of writing that one segment that you've read that's not actually in the book anymore – you know, it was – I had repressed that for so, so long that mm-hmm. as I'm writing it, tears are coming down my face going, man, I, I didn't even – I had pushed this so far back. But even right. going going back and looking at, at the experiences that we, we have with debt and, and looking at, at even my experience at Vanderbilt when I was playing there, I had harbored bitterness for years and mm-hmm. years, and if you read the book, you'll hear the bitterness in there. Because when I'm writing it, you know how it is. When you're writing that, you start yep. getting it, you start reliving it, and, and it just starts to flow. Yeah. And you can you can hear it. But mm-hmm. in finishing in finishing the book, it's not mm-hmm. that, that that I'm trying to bring necessarily attention onto me. It's just my road to complete fitness, understanding that I never actually make it there. The only uh, until I die, that's when I make it to complete fitness. It's not going to be because you can see my abs from doing P90X and doing insanity or because we're debt-free or whatever it might be. I don't actually win, and I don't actually have have reached complete fitness until the day that I died knowing where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Right. And part so, of that, you know, it's what we were talking about before we started the show, Matthew 18, you know, and even <clears throat> the Lord's Prayer. He taught us how to pray, mm-hmm. and he taught us, Father, forgive my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. 
It didn't say, forgive me, then I will forgive it. It says, as, the same measure. He says, I will forgive you the same measure that you forgive others. Uh-huh. So you cannot ask God to forgive you of all of your sins, and then you turn around and look at people that offend you and say, yeah, but I'm not going to forgive you. And right. he even tells the story, you know, the okay, story yeah. of the guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Go um, he goes into great lengths to express that point to people. If I'm going to forgive you, I expect you to do the same thing. Uh-huh. You know, as I was writing it this morning, it it Matthew six fourteen through 15 actually says this. It says, for if, if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. And that's that's coming straight. That's from Jesus. That's not from anyone else. I was actually going through some of the Ten Commandments as I was writing this thing, and we like to think that we don't offend. We don't offend, and and, mm-hmm. and we 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 try to live these good lives, and we do. I try my best, and I screw it up every single day. But there, in Scripture, and uh, in, in just the Ten Commandments, one of them I put, have I ever lied? Yeah, I've told mm-hmm. a lie. Have I ever stolen anything? Now, have I ever stolen millions of dollars from anybody? No. But have I maybe taken a pencil from school or or, or maybe taken something as simple as a paperclip that wasn't mine? Or maybe someone um, uh, went out to Napster and got Tiffany Sweeley's uh, uh, CD off of it. You stole whether you like it or not, you stole because you took what, what Tiffany did. And then it really goes into it when Jesus starts talking about, have I committed murder? Have I committed adultery? Well, according to Jesus, I've committed adultery multiple times. I've never physically cheated on my wife. But if, if you hold those thoughts in your mind, when you see another woman in your mind, you've committed adultery against your wife. Right. If, if, I, if I hold anger out toward my brother, and, I, and just while we're talking about this bitterness that goes on, yeah, you may think you haven't committed murder by the, by the world's definition of murder, but go look it up in Scripture and see what Jesus says about it. Right. And then you, and that, that point, if it doesn't cause someone to fall to their knees and go, God, I'm sorry, because right. every, time, every time I did this, I nailed that nail into your hand. I placed mm-hmm. that I placed that crown of thorns on your head. I swung that whip with the metal pieces on it or whatever it was into your back ripping your flesh. That was me that did that and you forgave me anyway. And right. see, this is where I want to go to as we're, as we're getting close, closer to the end of this segment and it goes back to that song by Casting Crowns, If We Are the Body. And, you know, whether we like it or not as Christians, people are watching us. They're watching right. how, we, how we treat other people. And I know that there are people that have walked away from the faith just simply because of us, because of the way that we treat each other. And they go, look, if that's what it means to be a Christian over there, then, you know, perfect example here in Wichita, Dr. Tiller was the famous abortion doc- doctor that was here. He did the late-term abortions and, and all those mm-hmm. things. And some guy goes – not only does he kill the man, Tiffany, he walks into the church that the man is in and shoots him there. Mm-hmm. And you want to turn around and say that you're pro-life. You can't be pro-life and kill somebody at the same time. It ain't possible. Mm-hmm. Right. It is not possible. But, right. but this, the, there is freedom in this forgiveness. And I want you to expand on that, the freedom that comes with forgiving others. 
Well, I know that um, especially if if you've been through something recent and you're holding on to something that is all-consuming. Mm-hmm. It takes up your mental space. Like a friend of mine said, I'm not going to let that rent space in my brain. I thought that was the greatest, <laughs> greatest thing. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of things that should not be renting space in my brain right now. But an offense, an unforgiveness rents so much mental space that, like I said, it's hard for you to focus on anything else. It's hard for you to move forward. It's hard for you to um, look at other people's problems because you're just so consumed with your own and with your own bitterness. And yeah, many, you put up a wall. After that, then you put up a wall because you're like, okay, well, that person hurt me. I'm not going to let that happen again. And so you miss opportunities. You miss opportunities because you're not really looking to help somebody else because you're you're looking more to make sure somebody else doesn't hurt you again. Mm-hmm. And so your mindset is still very protective and very guarded. And that's not freedom. Living with walls up and living, you know, in your own little prison of protection, trying to isolate yourself from offenses to come again, um, is not the way we can, you know, minister and help other people. And that's why we've got to let it go so we can be free. If you let these offenses go, and, the, you know, the sad part is is that we feel like if we let it go, then we're just letting that person off the hook. You know, that I know good and well that's our mentality because we want to punish the person who did this to us. Yeah, yeah we want to be the judge. Yeah, we are the judge. And the Bible says, How are, why are you trying to get the speck out of your brother's eye when you have a plank in your own eye? Mm-hmm. And that's what we do all the time. It's so easy to see what other people have done to us, yet it's very difficult for us to be honest and say, well, what have I done to somebody else? And right. did they forgive me? Are they still holding that against me? And so to, to let it go means that you do live free. And you get out of that prison and you let the walls down so that you can help those who really need you. Because this world needs us. Absolutely. And if we're going to live isolated with these walls up, we're not really doing any good. And we're getting ready to go to a break, and when we get back from this break, we are going to expand on that if we are the body, because there are so many people out there that are hurting, that are that have become anti-Christian. It's not so much because they're anti-Christian. It's because of, of us, the supposed body of Christ, pushing them away and pushing them away. And we're going to talk more about that when we get back from this break and talk about how we how we should be. You know, it, it doesn't mean that we accept certain behaviors, that sort of thing. We'll talk about all that when we get back. The book itself will be available Friday. Um, I'll have it in my hand, and if you're in uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, you will have the, the opportunity to buy it first, along with a beautiful Complete Fitness T-shirt and a book from uh, my old buddy, David Simpson, Financial Sanity and Three Easy Lessons. We'll be back from this break in a minute. Tiffany and Swilly and I will see you then. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What kind of world do you want to live in? Should we continue down our current path, or is there a better way? Together, we can change the world. We must start with ourselves, then we can future-proof our homes, businesses, and communities. Many people don't realize it, but most of our society's biggest problems can be solved using current technology. My name is Shane Wolf, and I want to help you understand what you can do right now to make a difference while saving money, reducing your environmental impact, and improving the health of yourself and the people around you. Join me for Future Proof Radio, and let's build a better world. Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned to the mickey ellison show to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or you can drop mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com like our show on facebook now back to the show hey and welcome back to the final segment of the mickey ellison show tiffany swilly is with me today Quick reminder, for those of you that are anywhere in the central Pennsylvania area, Chambersburg uh, to be specific, I will be there Saturday from 1 to 3 at the uh, in, in the breakfast room at the Best Western Hotel in Chambersburg. I've never been to Chambersburg, but uh, the lady was real helpful in help, helping us get this thing set up. The book will be available at that event for the first time. Uh, I will be picking those up as I'm driving through on the shoestring budget of Complete Fitness. It's called Mickey Allison's Pocket and Tiffany – Tiffany Sweely's pocket and Michael Gallon's pocket when we go to these places. But uh, buying these books, buying the T-shirts helps us to spread this message, and um, we, we hope that some of you will go go to the website when they're available there and and just help us out a little bit. Um, in this show, we're talking about we're talking about forgiveness, and 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 this segment I really wanted to go to the the body of Christ because I've run into. Uh, uh, I've got a, a father-in-law of mine, actually step stepdad, that uh, you know, he he stopped going to a church that he went to for a while because he and his wife got divorced. Now I don't know what gossip was going on in there, but he says, "Man, I felt like I was being stared at every time I went into the into that church." And then another friend of mine, well, I'm not happy that he and his wife wound up getting divorced. She worked at the church. And when Mark would actually come into in, into the church, he goes, man, he goes, the people that were supposed to be there for me and to help me through this shunned me. He goes, I don't have any interest in going back. At least, though, he still he didn't walk away from, from God and, and Christ altogether because he recognized that that, that wasn't from, from Christ. But there are people you, – you grew up in the South the same as I did. If, if somebody mm-hmm. walked in one, in one of the churches, they were the wrong color. They had to – they smelled bad. They had – uh, a tattoo on their arm and a, or, or multiple tattoos on their arm, they were stared at so, so judge, judgingly that, frankly, I don't blame them for not ever wanting to come back. 
Oh, and yeah. The, the, the sad well, part is, yeah, go ahead. One of my good friends, um, <clears throat> she she did not grow up in church, but she went to church a few times. But this so happened that she was a ballerina. And I mean, a 14-year studied really hard kind of ballerina. And uh, she went to this church, and the man was preaching, and he said, if you dance, you will go to hell. And her mother stood up, grabbed her by the arm, and led her out of church, and they never went back. Okay, now where in Scripture does it say that if you dance, you're going to hell? Do you know where That's that is? I, I want to know. know. That's what I, I want to know, because <laughs> I, I haven't mean, read it. My Bible yeah, says that King David danced before the Lord. So it talks good things about dance as far as I know. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, the awful kind of dancing that people are doing. The, but the what dirty I'm dancing about that is was just popular saying something that's not true. It's just totally right. not true. And it, it was so offensive to her because that was her life. That's what she did. And uh-huh. the, good, the good flip side of that is that now that she's in her 40s, um, and that has, that has passed, she and I have been friends for probably 16 years. She is now back in church at a wonderful church that teaches the truth, and she was baptized a few months ago. And so I'm just, I, I really wish that we could all be careful about what we say, how we look at people, uh, because it's not just those that walk in that look, um, you know, homeless or whatever. It's those also that can walk in and look really nice uh-huh. and be really pretty. And maybe they're prettier than you are. And the first thing you want to do is find something wrong with them. And you're just waiting to be offended. And that it can go on either side of the coin. And we are such, uh, like I said, we, we have such a hard time getting our mind off of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, everything we can't we're ever- see the hurting. Everything we're, we're taught in society, especially with the, the, the popularity, I, I'm not knocking all self-help books because there's good information in some of these books. Yeah. But it's so yeah. easy to get caught up in so, so much in self that right. you forget everybody else that, that is around you. You know, We live in a world right now where, where um, you know, hot topics today is talking about homosexual marriage, um, abortion, all these different things. Now, if, if what happens if, if a young lady – comes into a church and and it's one of those churches that you and I all know exist and they know that she's just you know in her past she had an abortion. Mm-hmm. They will judge this girl so much that they will push her away from Christ when they should be wrapping their arms around her. Right. And say, you know, you know, I can't take back and you can't mm-hmm. take back what you did to that child. Mm-mm. But God Mm-mm. will forgive you for doing that. That doesn't mean that it's not going to bother you. To the day you die, because he might use that to do something great. Mm-hmm. Right. But, and but, but the so, thing about homosexual, it is what who God used in the Bible is just, it always amazes me, especially the 12 disciples. If anybody ever would stop and think about who the 12 disciples were, they, they would realize who God chooses to use. Uh, uh-huh. He didn't go into a town and pick the rabbis and, and the people in the synagogues and the uh-huh. men of stature. He didn't pick those people. He picked common, ordinary fishermen, you know, a doctor, just hey, normal guys. They, they, he picked a guy that worked him. for the IRS. Yes. <laughs> because they were willing. He, he found the willing, the open, you know, mm-hmm. and they were flawed. 
all of them were flawed. I mean, the whole Old Testament's nothing but a bunch of flawed people that, mm-hmm. that God used. <clears throat> and there is none. None of us are perfect. Every single person has fallen and failed. But our need to find the person that's more flawed than us just blows my mind sometimes. Yeah, just to you make know, the Bible feel says better. that we're to uplift, encourage, and edify one another. Where is that? Where is that yeah. happening? Don't you don't you hate that uh, that saying? If I hate that's a bad word. Quit using that word, Mickey. Uh, but but when people will say, "Well, there's always somebody worse off than me," and it's almost like they're saying it, going, "I'm glad I'm not the worst one here." Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, we're we're getting close to the end of the show. the 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 thing The thing that you want people to take from the show more than uh, anything before we go. The number one thing I want people to understand is that. There is no good end to holding on to offenses, things that have happened in the past. Nothing good is going to come. You're really delaying your future, and you can't do it on your own power. You've got to pray and ask the Lord, please help me and show me what I need to forgive so that I can move forward. Yeah, because sometimes I think, Tiffany, we do we do hold... Um grudges and, and sometimes we've been so mad at someone for so long we don't even realize what we're mad about anymore we just know we're supposed to hate them um, right. hey we're at the end of the show i'm so excited that that we for the event that we're going to be doing in pennsylvania but i'm really also excited that you and i and michael are all going to get back together in south carolina in, in late uh, january and then i don't know if michael's going to make it but i've already got you booked up here in in, in wichita in, in february folks the book the road to complete fitness my story to, to how why I'm so passionate about what we're doing with Complete Fitness comes out Friday. Um, I will sign those if you if you want them. Email me, Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. You want more information on that. If you are in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, and you show up from one to three at the Best Western in Chambersburg, I'll see you. I'll see you Saturday. Tiff, thanks so much for coming on the show this week, and uh, I will be talking Thank to you. you soon. All right, folks. Tom, Tommy John, Tommy John, next week on the show for my baseball buddies out there. Listen to it. See you then. so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here, too.